Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to U.S. Markets Web. I'm Sean Cheong. So the markets ended in the red overnight. We saw a pullback in technology giants contributing to a sharp midday decline in the Nasdaq Composite. The Nasdaq Composite ended the day at 13,335 points, shedding some 1.2%. Meanwhile, the S&P 500 lost 0.5% to close at 4,328 points. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average was pretty much flat. It dipped about 0.04% to settle at 33,700. 114 points. For a deeper analysis of all of this, today we are joined by Perry Schweitzer, the Vice President of Investments at the Jeffrey Matthews Financial Group. Welcome to the show, Perry. Thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, Good evening. Good morning, actually. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad to be able to speak to you. So let's get into it. The final trading week of the first half has commenced and we are seeing investors selling off their shares of technology firms that have outperformed this year. Would you say that this is natural and this pullback is healthy? Yes, absolutely. I think people were just looking for an excuse to take a profit. It's what's happening right now. But I think it'll be short-lived. Keep in mind, this is the end of the quarter. Earnings are going to be front and center here in the next couple of weeks. So stocks usually run up ahead of earnings. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see if this sell-off only lasts maybe another day or two, maybe even not even another day. Okay, it's interesting that you mentioned earnings because we have seen a lot of multiple expansions with tech. So how important is it that earnings are going to go through with tech? Oh, very important. You know, as long as you can beat your numbers and raise your numbers, your stock's probably going higher. So I think, you know, the heavyweights, I think they're all going to have very good numbers. And uh, I think they're all going to beat them and raise them. I don't see why not. Especially, um, you know, some of these generative AI type companies. I don't think, you know, from what I've been hearing, businesses, like, they can't even believe how busy it is. Do you think that the second half is going to bring second thoughts about the tech trade or is it just going to continue to fuel this run that we've had? I think the market has a good chance of, like, uh, spreading its wings, so to speak. I think a lot of, the you know, the bears, probably biggest leg they have to stand on is like, oh, look, hardly any, just a handful of stocks are leading the market higher. But, uh, you know, if you look back in history, actually, uh, 4% of all stocks have created almost all the value in the stock market anyway. There's really nothing new in that. I mean, the last time you had two stocks on the S&P 500 that were over 14% of the index was 1979. That was AT&T and IBM. So this has happened before. But um, I don't think it's really maybe a surprise to some people. And like I said, the bears always like this is the biggest argument. You know, hey, recession, inverted yield curve, and you've got narrow leadership. So why would I want to be in the market? But, you know, back in October, everyone said, you know, what's the leadership going to be? Who's going to lead the market higher? Now that we have it, they don't like that either. (laughs) You know, so it's kind of like, uh, hey, uh, the second most beautiful girl in the world? No, I only want the first. (laughs) <laughs> of course. Meanwhile, we talk about the second half of the year. How do you think the markets are pricing in, especially over the drama we saw over the weekend with regards to the Wagner Group and Vladimir Putin? Frankly, I'm a little surprised that the market was as unchanged as it was, especially commodities. Commodities didn't even blink an eye. But, I, you know, it's going to like, there's so many ways and angles to look at this. I don't think anyone really knows the real story anyways. All right. You know, how did this guy do it? Why did he do it? And now he's gone? Like, mutineers don't generally live to tell the tale. I don't know how he's, you know, apparently, who knows what's going to happen there. It could have been staged just to call out other mutineers. Who knows what went on there, you know? Don't really know. But, uh, you know, now Putin, you know, the headlines are everyone's guessing on what happened there. But 
I don't think that's really going to roll the market. You know, bull market rides a wall of worry, so you know, just another uh, something else to worry about. But anything to be afraid of? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, think, uh, I think this market's going higher. On a note of going higher, the winning streaks of the major indexes have ended last week. I mean, we had a very yes. good first half of the year. But of course, if mm-hmm. you only trade Dow stocks, then you're only up about 1%. So how surprising right. was it to you that we've had such an impressive run so far in the first half of the year? It's really not because I've been looking for the market to be. I guess it's up a little more than I thought it was going to be. But if you look back when the index, technically speaking, if you go back to when the index first crossed its 200-day moving average Mm -hmm. back in October, if the market's been down, I can't remember what the exact number is uh, percentage-wise and length of time. But once it crosses over its 200-day moving average, the market's almost gone up 20% from there. So we're about halfway right now. We're still going to go. I don't think it's finished. You know, it's a new bull market. Bull market last three years. I don't see uh, why this market can't continue. We may see some like lateral action, you know, a little uh, back and forth here for the next couple of months. But overall, earnings are going higher. Inflation is going lower. What else would you want? But meanwhile, JP Morgan, though, they've released a note saying that they're looking for maybe a 5% pullback in the market they said that there's a very light catalyst calendar for example so stocks are going to be likely to fall do you see that as a likely situation yes usually the market falls three percent every 90 days so the nasdaq just fell four percent so uh hey maybe one more percent on the down and i'd be a buyer here i don't think that uh you know not to call on anyone on the market but jp morgan's been wrong on the market all year and so (laughs) i mean back in april last year we were supposed to get a hurricane and as we enter this new cycle of earnings release uh what's a larger risk to stocks earnings or the fed after all we've heard the fed has one of two further hikes uh, absolutely Fed. I mean, they could go too far. I mean, that would definitely be, uh, you know, if the Fed does go too far, we won't get a recession. Then earnings are going to probably suffer as well. But I think those are the biggest issues right now. But I, you know, you have to look at the collective wisdom of the stock market. The stock market's saying that the Fed, we're going to have a stop landing here. And it's not going to be a really anything significant. Inflation's coming down. If inflation keeps coming down, the Fed's not going to, uh, they're not going to jump on anything. And next year's an election. If we can, you know, Somehow, thread a needle. No one said they couldn't do it. Everyone says they can't, but there's no reason why they can't, really. Maybe the Fed is going to engineer soft money. I think that's what stocks are saying right now. Plus, you know, on the S&P 500 especially, you've already got stock buybacks continue, dividends keep going higher. It's not really changing, is it? No, it's so yep. fundamentally, there's less stocks to buy. There's net issuance in the, so far this year is a minus. There's no new IPOs. All the reasons not to be in the market at the end of 2021, they're all gone. Mergers and acquisitions, Goldman Sachs lays out people with not enough action. IPOs. Data is doorknob. New issuance for high yield bonds last week was a billion dollars. That's it, a billion. There's actually been a period here where we had two weeks of zero. So there's really nothing, there's no new supply. But all that, and people are buying back their share, so I think the market can go higher. Right. So, what kind of things will you be looking out for for this new cycle of earnings release? I still think, you know, some of these industrial stocks look pretty good, they've had pretty good earnings. Anything to do, like most, like I said, it's pretty, I think it's going to be pretty broad-based. I think what's going to be the lagger here is going to be financial stocks, only because of the, the uncertainty over their balance sheets and how much debt they have that's not going to get paid off. But you saw today, which is kind of an encouraging thing here, is um, Aries Capital Management, you know, about $3.5 billion worth of loans from Pacific West, you know, one of the weakest sisters in the regional bank stock, you know, components in there. So... This is very similar to the Resolution Trust. 
probably don't remember that, but it took five, four years to wind that down. When you know, 1,200 savings and loans went under, formed the Resolution Trust, big giant safety net, bought up all the loans, held them on the side, and slowly fed them back into the market. So that's kind of what I think is going to happen here, too. I think the banking thing is going to be kind of like just it's ring-fenced, in my opinion. Right. They're going to hang on to it. They're just going to slowly recapitalize these companies. They're all going to get taken over or dismembered one or the other. And uh, all that's going to kind of take care of itself over time. There's going to be some bumps in the way, of course. But I still think that uh, that's kind of like the worst area. But anything other than those bank stocks, really, I think most companies are going to do better than most people think. Right. So would there be somehow any- they figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> so would there be any sectors that you'd be looking out for as we head into the second half of the trading year? Um, energy still looks good. Oil and gas. I mean, oil and gas is not going away. Um, I think those stocks are kind of the new kind of maybe a place for financial stuff. If you're looking for dividends and, you know, not a lot of high valuations, obviously energy is going to be a place for you. But, um, you know, consumer stocks historically have been the best performing stocks in the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. So I would still keep looking around for some of these young companies that come up with good products, find ways to market them, find out what consumers want. There's lots of those out there that have been kind of like really kind of disregarded. And uh, I go more for the S&P 500 is really what my specialty is. And I, you know, do not underestimate the ability of 500 CEOs when their paychecks on the line. <laughs> those guys are smart. You know, <laughs> people come to the United States to learn about business. Those guys are all Americans, and they're all trying to make the S and P 500 is like a giant fish tank. <laughs> you know, what do they do after a while? They start eating each other, right? When their stocks go too low. I mean, there's investment bankers are calling them all day long. Spin this off. Buy that guy. Do this. Go over there. It's a nonstop thing. They're doing it all the time. <laughs> That's very interesting, Perry. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for your insights. All right. Thank you. And we've been speaking with Perry Schwitzer, the Vice President for Investments at the Jeffrey Matthews Financial Group. I'm Sean Chong, and this is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.